welcome back to my library welcome back to another podcast episode i hope everyone is doing well i've had a pretty good week nothing super major happened um i feel like time is going by so quick this week just flew by and now we're already on the weekend again and it's just crazy but I'm getting super excited for fall, and I'm glad that the weather is cooling down. Though, since I'm in South Florida, it doesn't get that cool at all. But at least it's just not 90 degrees anymore. When I was living in Colorado, and someone would say that 60 was just freezing to them, I would make fun of them saying like, oh, what a whim. 60 degrees is like perfect short sleeve and flip-flop weather but when you aren't used to it it is really cold and whenever it drops below 80 now I'm in a sweatshirt and long pants Um, so now I can't really say anything (laughs) but anyway yeah this week was good Um, next week is going to be pretty crazy with work so you know send prayers, good vibes, whatever. Um, I am currently reading Long Way Down by Krista and Becca Ritchie. This is the fourth book and technically last book in the Addicted slash Callaway Sisters series. I just decided I'm just going to finish the series before I read anything else. I have one more book after this, which is the 700-page epilogue novel, which has all six characters' perspectives. Long Way Down is with Daisy and Reich's um, perspectives, and I am really enjoying it. I'm interested to see how it'll end. Like, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen, but I love it, and we'll see. Um, Okay, so I wanted to recommend some book series, like finished book series, that um, people who are trying to get into a book series but don't really know what to read. Um, Here are some good ones that I think that there are. Um, But there are so many different kinds, and a lot of them are great, but a lot of them aren't great at all. And I feel like nowadays authors will like start with one book that's only supposed to be a standalone or maybe um, like two books they'll write a duology and it's only supposed to be a duology but then they become super popular and the author decides to write more books even though that wasn't the original intent and it doesn't really feel right for example In We Were Liars by E. Lockhart, Um, this book came out in 2014, and the second book came out earlier this year. Eight years later, the sequel comes out, and I feel like sometimes it just makes both books go down in value, because the second book isn't as interesting as the original story, and... Like, it had closure, it had its final lines, and for, like, a decade to go by, and then, like, you know, authors, they change their writing styles, they are older, 
um, the characters who had like their own complex developments that was like complete at the end of the story now they kind of regress um and like also in the hunger games trilogy um it was the like one of the most successful franchises of the book world to ever come out since 2008 and it's known now as like a modern classic. Everybody knows who Katniss Everdeen is. The movies were so popular and grossed $2.9 billion and is the third highest grossing film series based on young adult books next to Harry Potter and Twilight. These books were huge and defines a lot of people my age's life experiences. But then in 2020, a prequel to The Hunger Games came out called A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And this book is about President Snow and his childhood and how it's basically like the villain origin story, um, how he became the person who he was during The Hunger Games and what it was like in this, like, you know, the world before... The Hunger Games began, but um, it has an average rating on Goodreads of 3.5 out of 5 stars next to all the other books that have at least a 4.5 out of 5 star rating. So it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes like standalones or original duologies, even original trilogies need to just stay that way even though it's really popular and I feel like a lot of authors are up from just the money grabs like okay I'll make one more book for fan service and then it just kind of brings the whole thing down they're like oh like now it's not as cool anymore and yeah um I feel like yeah, so many, like, books, even, like, movie franchises have done this, like, Star Wars. Um, sometimes, you know, a little is a lot. Um, but yeah, okay, so if you are wanting to get into a good series, um, here are some that I recommend, and that, in my opinion, won't waste your time. Um, and you won't have to read, like, one or two books before you get into them first. Like, they're great right from the start. And these are also only finished series that have all the books out already. So, let's get started. First, I recommend is The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Um, it's a great trilogy to get started with. It's easy to read. Um... It has a great storyline, plenty of like plot twists and big cliffhangers and all that stuff. And if you somehow don't know what the series is about, it's YA dystopian series where like the world is split up into 13 districts, but the 13th district was destroyed for rebelling against the capital. So there's really only 12 now. And each district is in charge of making something, like, for the other districts. Like, one mines coal, one, like, makes electricity, one um, does stuff with, like, trees, all that stuff. 
Um, and then there's the capital where the president lives, like, in luxury. And each district gets poorer the, ha- the higher you count. So District 12 is the poorest, and they mine coal. And that is where our main character is from, Katniss Everdeen, who lives with her mother and her little sister. She, like, hunts outside the, um, like, district uh, fence for food so she can feed her family. And every year, the Capitol holds the Hunger Games, where a child from the ages of 12 to 17 are entered in a drawing, and then one boy and one girl gets picked from each district to go to the capital and compete in the Hunger Games, where they're put into this huge arena, where and it's like a different type of landscape each year, like a forest setting or a desert or like a mountain side thing. And then all of these kids have to fight to the death, and... The last person standing is the victor, and they don't have to, like, fight in the Hunger Games anymore, and they get to live, like, a better life once um, they are done. Um, But then Katniss, um, her sister's name gets called, and so she volunteers to go in her sister's place, and that's where the whole story starts from. But, yeah, um, there's three books, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay. After you read them, you can watch the movies. It has, in my opinion, one of the best movie, book-to-movie adaptations ever. So good. They took quotes right from the book, and I love that. Another dystopian book series that I um, recommend is called the slated trilogy by terry terry one terry with a y one terry with an i this is about kyla and her memory has been wiped her personality has been wiped she has been slated and she's been assigned to a new family the slated have these like armband bracelets that track them so if Kyla shows too much anger or surprise or too big of an emotion or she tries to remove the bracelet um it will send like a shooting pain into her body or like shut down her brain or if she takes it off it kills her so her life is dependent now on this bracelet that the government tracks and the government told her that she used to be a terrorist And then they are giving her a second chance. And so um, she basically starts living this life. She has no memory, but she starts getting these faint memories that start like brushing up every once in a while. And then she learns the truth and this whole adventure starts. Um, I read this in high school with a bunch of girls in my class. And I remember reading at night and then getting to school and, like, asking them if they had reached a certain chapter. And then we would talk about it and, like, freak out and talk about, like, our theories and stuff like that. But it was such a good series, and I don't know why it's not talked about more. There's three books, Slated, Fractured, and Shattered. 
and yeah, it was great. I loved it. Great cliffhangers, plot twists, um, good character development, all that stuff. Loved it. So good. Okay. The next series is a popular one and one I've talked about before. Um, I want to recommend Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. This is an eight-book series, including a prequel. That is, the prequels absolutely do not skip um, book that you need to read for this book series. Um, but it's a young adult fantasy book set in the corrupt kingdom of Adderland about this young girl, Selena Sardothian, who was known as Adderland's assassin. She was ruthless the best of the best and had it all for her and then she was betrayed and sent um, to a prison camp called Indovier who like works in the salt mines so she did that for a year until one day the prince of Adderland comes and asks her to participate in a challenge to become the king of Adderland's champion and personal assassin with the promise of like one day earning back her freedom um she agrees but finds that not is all what it seems and that the magic that seemed to have vanished when she was little may still exist after all she uncovers secrets and truths that she has been denying and running from for years um, I have an episode in which I tell you the best way to read this book series and how to read all of Sarah J. Mass's books because I do recommend all three of her book series. One of them is not finished. Well, I guess technically her other two aren't finished. Um, but this one is finished, which is why I'm recommending it over the other two series. But I'll give you the order. I think you should read them in first um, before I move on. So, okay, there's Throne of Glass, then Crown of Midnight, and then the prequel, Assassin's Blade, and then continue on with the Air, with Air of Fire, then Queen of Shadows, then Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn, which is a... Um, tandem read you read those two books at the same time and then the last book is kingdom of ash and it's a big series but it's definitely a great one and it's way worth it if you are in the mood for a great fantasy great romance assassins pirates um plot twists betrayal revenge uh, it's all so amazing, and you won't be disappointed at all. It also has witches, dragons, so cool. Anyways, I recommend that. And then another fantasy series that I really enjoyed, and I would call this one a cozy fantasy. It's not as high stakes. It's not centered around, like, war or anything. It's the... Um, Mirror Visitors series written by Christelle DeBeau and translated by Hildegard Serrell. Its original writing is in French and then trans translated into English. So this series is set 
in a world that was ruptured into different like celestial islands and also known as arcs and through time each arc has developed its own relationship to time and has managed to create its own like magic system with an omnipotent present presence that rules over everything and each arc's power is like influenced by god's children this omnipotent presence and the world build the world building is kind of crazy so bear with me um but ophelia is the main character she's a young girl who lives on an arc in which objects have souls and she has a special gift that allows her to read objects and learn about like their pasts and then learn about the people who have interacted with that object as well and she also has been given an even more rare gift of being able to travel through mirrors she has so she's has these two special gifts that no one people on her arc know about her reader's gift but not a lot of people know about her um gift to travel through mirrors but she has been promised to marry thorn who is from a distant and very isolated arc called the pole where a lot of secrets and rumors connected to the pole make it so people are very scared of the people that live there but she travels there with her aunt and learns all about it and about the family she's about to marry into she also learns that she must hide her gifts from everyone she doesn't know who to trust and everything is very like topsy-turvy the story um, continues as she finds out like why she was chosen to marry Thorn, and it's very whimsical. It's very, like I said, like topsy-turvy. The world building and magic systems are very unique and complex. I think it's a great series to get into if you're new to them. They are slower paced books, so do like bear with it. Um, in the second book, there was a little bit where um, not much seemed to be going on, but then later in the book, you find out like that was a really important chunk of the book, and it did do something. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend if you're new to fantasy and you're kind of looking for something more whimsical and like lighthearted. Um, there's four books in this series. It starts with A Winter's Promise. Then the missing of Claire de Lune, um, then the memory of Babel, and then the storm of Echoes, and yeah, it's a great series. It's also they're beautiful books. They have beautiful covers. Um, the next one is a duology, and it's not super popular, which makes me sad because I loved these books so much, and I think they should be. A lot more popular than they are. Um, the Tokyo Ever After series by Amiko Jean. The this is a YA contemporary series, and it's like a mix of American Royals and The Princess Diaries. Um, Azumi lives in California with her mom. She's Japanese, living in a predominantly white neighborhood, and goes to a predominantly 
white school. She never knew her father. Just She just knew that her parents met in college and he was from Japan visiting and they fell in love and um, had her. Um, and then he left to go back to Japan before he even knew that she was um, there. Um, but then one day she gets a clue about who her father is and with the help of her friend, she finds out that her father is the crown prince of Japan. So she then travels to Japan to visit and meet her father and her family, whom she's never even known about, and is instantly put in the spotlight. This was such a fun and cute story, and I love the modern day like princess story. It's so good. If you love The Princess Diaries, this is a great story for you. It has two books, like I said, Tokyo Ever After and Tokyo Dreaming. It is just like, I finished it and I was like, that was just like so like heartwhelmingly like good, like so wholesome, so just like made my heart warm, like so good. Um... Okay, then this next one is a trilogy, and it's similar to the last one. This is the American Royals series by Catherine McGee. Um, this is like YA alternate history. What if George Washington accepted the crown he was offered after they won the Revolutionary War? And what if his line was still in power today? and America was a monarchy and was never a democracy with presidents at all. So this is about the royal family of America in modern day. Princess Beatrice is in line for the throne and as she gets older she gets more and more nervous about the role of one day being queen and how and what all entails in that. Um, she finds comfort in her bodyguard, who seems to be the only one who really sees and understands what she's going through. And her younger siblings, the twins, are just making her job, her life, even more miserable. Her younger sister, Samantha, is always getting into trouble. And because she's just the spare, it's not like anything is important anyway. Um, and then Samantha's twin brother, Jefferson, who would be first in line for the throne if it was a century, even a generation earlier, he's known as the heartbreakingly handsome prince who is currently vying between two very different women who are hopelessly in love with him. And this was so cool and it made me want to like be a part of this world just to see what it would be like to live in a monarchy and not what we live in right now but yeah it's so good it's all three it's in all three well it's not in the brother's perspective it's in Beatrice Samantha and then the two girls that are vying for Jefferson it's in their perspectives as well but I thought it was very good um there are three books out. There's American Royals is the first one, then Majesty, and then Rivals. But then there's like a prequel novella called Inheritance. 
Um, I haven't read that, but yeah, that's out too. So technically four books. Um, okay. And then this next one is a series. It's like a mix of dystopian and sci-fi, but it's YA. It's, it is the, um, Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. This series is set in a world in which the color of your blood divides its people. So there's red blood and silver blood. If you have silver blood, you live a lavish life and you have powers like fire, water, electricity, um, some sort of like mind control operating thing and there's more powers. And if you have red blood, you have no powers and you live as lowly commoners. You're like less of a person if you have red blood. So Mare is a young woman who lives in the poorest part of the kingdom and accidentally falls into an arena of silver bloods fighting to be the prince's wife. And there it is discovered that Mare actually has powers, even though she's a red blood. So now she, now um, the king and the queen are trying to hide her in plain sight. So now she is promised to Prince Cal to hide her true identity. And Mare is stuck in a dangerous game as she helps a rebel group. Um, and as she's trying to gain the trust of Cal and his sweet, innocent brother, Maven. But something darker is going on, and it won't be until someone betrays her that the truth will come out. This series is wildly popular. The story is very interesting. There are four books in the series with a bunch of, like, prequels and extra books. Um, but there's Red Queen, then Glass Sword, then King's Cage, and Warstorm. And then this last book series that I will talk about is a YA contemporary romance, and it's been turned into movies, but I just had to talk about them because uh, they're so cute, and it's such a good book series, and it's the To All the Boys I've Loved Before trilogy. Um, and this is basically about Laura Jean. She is like a hopeless romantic. Um, she's in the middle of like two sisters. She has an older sister and a younger sister. And she's just like loves the idea of love. And she writes a letter to all the boys that she's loved she addresses it but then she just puts it in a box and puts it in her closet and that's kind of her like getting out her emotions and then shelving those love feelings um but she writes a letter to her sister's boyfriend and like years ago before they even started dating and then um one day her letters get sent and no one knows she doesn't know how they got sent out just that like these boys that she wrote the letters to start like coming up to her and saying hey I got your letter why are you weird and then in order to cover up 
for the letter that she wrote to her sister's boyfriend. She kisses um, one of the boys she also wrote a letter to and basically starts this whole fake dating relationship that evolves into something more and goes into um, three books. And I love this book series. I read it in high school and a little bit after high school because the last book hadn't come out yet. But yeah, it was just like cute and Laura Jean, I feel like she's so relatable and like her awkwardness and her silliness and it was like so funny to read but so cute and the romance in this book is um, like very picture perfect and it was just like a good easy read um, but yeah I um, don't have any more book series to tell you about that's it well there's a lot more that I could say but that's all we'll do for time's sake um, let me know what you thought of these books if I should make a part two because there are so many more book series that I could recommend. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for coming to my library. I hope everyone has a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye! <laughs>